I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence, and I'm joined by Cecily Mack, Chief Operating Officer of Blockdemon. Tell us what you see as the current investment landscape for blockchain, because your own background is investment, isn't it? It is. I've been fortunate to have a pretty diverse journey to date. Most recently, over the last several years, I have done some investing. And in a lot of ways, I think time is an investment as well. Um, so I'm still investing in, in blockchain. And this is a very interesting and potent moment for the industry. I think we're coming out of an era of building and innovation and really seeing a ramp in adoption and exploration and really market expansion across the board. And so 2021 is definitely shaping up to be the most exciting uh, and investment-rich year to date. Tell me what that means in institutional adoption and the growing importance of digital assets. For many years, uh, really most of the last decade or so, blockchain and crypto development has been a bit of an underground undertaking of sorts. There have been a lot of crypto enthusiasts, particularly within the developer community, building something that I think was collectively known to be capable of having a massive impact on current institutions, current financial systems, although it wasn't quite yet clear when or in what capacity. There's a good number of folks who would argue that we need to just do away with legacy financial systems altogether, crumbling at the seams already. And as soon as that break starts revealing itself, then these new ways of operating, functioning, transferring value, wealth, and so on will emerge and take over the world. Well, what's actually happened is that it's been a bit more gradual and less dramatic than that. And that is where Black Demon and some of our peers in this space sit. It doesn't need to blow up everything that has been developing for many, many years, but instead rather enhance some of these offerings. And one of the ways that we're seeing this is through the accelerated adoption of some of the crypto tooling and some of the blockchain capabilities by financial institutions who are seeing that they have a way to function in a way that serves their needs, their customers' needs, leveraging some of these capabilities, whether they're as custodians or as investors. And there are ways to not completely destroy, but rather innovate upon what exists already. And that's a really important intersection for the industry overall, is taking a, a really comprehensive, holistic approach and view of the future, using what's helpful and beneficial from our history and our past, and using what has been being built within some of these more kind of alternative and underground communities, if you want to say, to, to drive improvement, much like what we saw arguably with the internet innovation of the 90s. Um, and so it's, it's a very exciting time and institutions are really doing a great job of legitimizing the space and bringing a lot of important resources to development at a level of quality and scale that we need for this to be worth its while. Well, there's two things that you've already said that I'd pick up on. One is you, you talked about it being an underground movement. Mm. In some ways, I would characterize it as a wild west. <laughs> there seem to be no rules. There seem to be no law and order. And an awful lot of people did get their fingers burned uh, one way or another 
in the development of the technology. Having said that, and you did mention that you thought that 2021 was going to be a significant and exciting year, could I ask you to put a bit more flesh on that? What do you see as, as the key developments this year that are going to make it a marquee year as opposed to what's gone before? As I said, it's definitely positioned to be and already revealing itself to be the biggest year for blockchain ever. Uh, One of the things driving that beyond the adoption that we're seeing across exchanges, financial institutions, investors, and, and the protocols themselves is that we have new ways of using tools, both already developed and some within development payment networks specifically, to help enable some of the vision of crypto and blockchain in its purest sense. So to elaborate a little bit on that, our current financial system in its centralized format without some of the tooling of DeFi and capabilities enabled by blockchain, it can be fairly limited It's burdened by many middlemen in between an individual or even an organization that wants to transfer value and actually the destination. What some of these tools enable is a more direct transfer in a carefully recorded and immutable ledger empowered fashion. And what we're going to start seeing, and and we're already starting to witness some of the components of this at this early in 2021, is more in the ways of mobile and in-app payments so that money can transfer without the burden and expense and delay and lack of security or even confidence that arises given all of the middlemen. And, you know, I, I, I will also dare to say, I think that we'll see a lot of the vision and the hope of crypto and blockchain in enabling accessibility and inclusion within financial systems that particularly within the blockchain space may have been an idea, but not quite yet a reality. And what I'm speaking to there has to do with crypto enthusiasts have been this very defined bunch of folks who are hyper-intelligent, very capable, often builders, drawn to risk and the appeals of being on the cutting edge of something. And so it's a it's a micro percentage of a percentage of the global community that has been able to play and develop and learn and, and generate wealth within this space. And the goal is really to move beyond that 1% or even that 10% of people who are savvy and smart and capable enough to be today using some of these capabilities and really reach a much broader global community that will benefit from the tooling and capabilities of blockchain and crypto. And so I think in this year, whether it's through what we have coming imminently with DM or mobile coin or some of the other mobile money transfer fueling tools, we're gonna see more and more bank account free transactions and a a real opening up of the capabilities of this technology to the people who need it the most. Well, you did speak right at the very beginning of how you consider time as an investment and you're investing your time as COO of Blockdaemon. What makes Blockdaemon different from other blockchain infrastructure providers? Well, first and foremost, we're independent. So we're, we're actually the leading independent blockchain infrastructure platform, uh, specifically for node management around. And so 
while there's some wonderful offerings out there, many of them are embedded within or have sprung out of larger legacy networks or organizations that have some of the burdens of being from a larger organization with maybe uh, an agenda. And so we're able to play in this wonderfully neutral capacity where we can operate with the interests of a very broad set of customers and current and future users in mind. So we work with exchanges, we work with financial institutions, we work with investors, we work with protocols themselves. We also spend quite a bit of time sharing information with and learning from academic institutions. We don't think it should just be a single cohort or a single interested party driving some of the decisions around the technology that is making this all possible. So we have a, an interesting and unique culture and approach to things, which is quite inclusive and expansive and really thinking about the long-term vision and purpose of what we're building, not a near-term accountability to a single financially driven party. Now that said, we also have the the benefit of being venture-backed. So we have some phenomenal investors who are in a position to be fueling our growth. We also have a very strong revenue position. So it's a really exciting time to be part of a company like this where we're actually doubling revenue every month. We've been cash flow positive for three or four months now. We also have a, a suite of investors who are encouraging us to continue to reach for the stars with regard to what we can do. And it just makes for a very fun and dynamic way to be building something that is essential to this industry, living up to its potential over not only the next year or two, but really the next decade. Okay, your enthusiasm shows through quite clearly. What is the roadmap in specifics, if you can? What is the roadmap for Block Demon over the course of 2021-2022? Well, as I already mentioned, we're going to be doing more and more work with the payment network. So we're really thrilled to be part of a number of both already known and to be announced partnerships in that arena. We also want to be continuing to expand upon our node management platform. So we have a number of protocols. We're up to about 30 now that we support. And so every day comes with learnings and expansions. Uh, the ones we're really focusing on right now are Polkadot, Terra, Solana, Stellar, The Graph, and soon Libra's now rebranded DM. Um, and we also want to continue to do what we can to partner with the you know, over 10,000 developers that look to us to help make what they do easier, more secure, more scalable, and less painful, frankly. Um, so in expanding our offerings there, you know, we, we are built by and run by engineers. We're over to 70% engineering talent at this point, and we really are building for the developer community. So we want to continue to keep our ear to the ground and support that effort. And really, I think over time, we're going to be doing everything we can to continue to earn and live up to the trust that's placed in us from global financial institutions that are really taking careful but wise steps into this space. And that means being really a good partner. So while we're developer-driven, we also have a strong business team and a strong partnerships and sales group. So we're going to be even deepening from where we are now our offerings and our capabilities with financial institutions that have been around for decades or longer 
as they carefully tread into the space and make sure that they are as thrilled with what they're able to do within a crypto arena as they have in other traditional financial systems. And to do that, we need to keep everything simple. We need to keep what we're doing with them scalable because they're just starting. And we want to continue to win their trust by having a highly secure offering with a lot of protections in place. So as they continue to to grow and, and invest they know they have a, a good partner and good infrastructure to make everything that they want to do possible. Cecily Mack of Block Demon, thank you very much.